I don't hate it though. <laughs> it kind of slaps, right? Yeah, that was a uh, Sexo on Fuego by Los Master Plus. Uh, <laughs> see, that's on my Espanol beat playlist. So uh, if you check it out, you'll get shit like that. It's fantastic. <laughs> How did you possibly find that? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. I you feel like no I, I feel like I shazammed it once because I was like, I'm pretty sure this is sex on fire. Sex on fire. <laughs> Hilarious. And impressively, the guy kind of sounds like the lead singer. I don't know if that <laughs> is intentional, but it kind of sounds like him, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a good cover. Yeah, it's a pretty good cover, actually. Yeah, it's a weird song to cover. But. I almost wanted to do an episode about it, but I'm not smart enough to do an episode regarding like how people handle translating songs and doing covers like that and getting it to fit musically. Because um, obviously, you know, Fire, you know, Fuego, I mean, are they that different? No, but there's plenty of instances of just like, I don't know who's smarter, the person that originally wrote the song or the person translating it and getting, you know, like, I'm sure that song in German is insane. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, but also I don't think, and again, maybe I'm just not educated enough, but I don't think, like, if you listen to German radio, I don't think they're playing, like, it doesn't work like movies. I don't think they're playing, like, German versions of, like, Americanized songs. I think German people know enough English that they're like, oh, yeah, I can speak enough English to, to enjoy Kings of Leon in English. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you're totally correct. <laughs> But it exists. Right. That's that's the thing. Is if we looked up the German, you know, German cover of of Sex on Fire, <laughs> I'm sure it exists. You're probably right. Yeah. So one, why do they even do that? And then two, good question. Yeah. How? Because it it just seems fucking impossible to get you know like the German language to fit. <laughs> you know, the meter to fit appropriately to sing the melody. Yeah, yeah. You know what it would be? It would be a fucking nightmare for you. As a guy who has written songs with you and you count syllables for every vocal line, <laughs> that is it true. would it'd be fucking your worst nightmare trying to get that to work out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Vinyl Frontier podcast. This is uh, episode two of a double header, so it'll be a good day. <laughs> yep, yep. We switched out the pitcher, uh, switched out the quantum drive. Uh, Scotty, <laughs> shout out. Um, putting in a lot of work, putting in a lot of work. He's our regular grease monkey. Um, getting stuff done on the ship as we uh, flutter through space, exploring uh, musical endeavors. Still no aliens, disappointingly. Um, we're still we're still trying to track down aliens. We're also still trying to find those NASA golden records that are out here. Yeah. I, we haven't we haven't found anything, so I don't really know what to do. We probably need to call Neil deGrasse Tyson up, and uh, you know, you are a person that is shit on Neil deGrasse Tyson a little bit, and and yeah. deservedly so. I I don't you know it's and I would say that even now you don't like dislike Neil deGrasse Tyson, but you're like okay, too much. Yeah, completely. I think he's pretentious. He does have an air of pretentiousness, uh, but for some reason he was on some show talking about like basically trans rights and what that means in like the world of sports. And he clearly is just like, I'm just kind of rolling with this. Cause the guy was like, you know, well, what about Ooh. this Mr. Tyson and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm getting there. 
it, it was the first time I saw him get annoyed in an interview, which I actually kind of enjoyed because uh-huh. he's like, I'm getting there. I'm working to it. Also, I'm just making this up on the fly. And it just makes me think that he was just like, just so mad at his publicist. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this fucking interview? Like, I this might is... have seen this. Was this, I think I saw this on TikTok and I can't remember the details, yeah. but was this, uh, was he like debating Ben Shapiro or something? Or am I getting my TikToks confused? It's a possibility. I, I don't <laughs> okay. actually know. The The person on the other end sounds like a Shapiro. Like, yeah. well, you know, if you, uh, what about, uh, Okay. Yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah, he really does suck. <laughs> and um, he also doesn't know how to make a wife make his wife orgasm, so that's just something. <laughs> well, my wife has a, a very dry vagina. Um, it's 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 the driest. Vagina. I'm so glad you understood that reference because I would have sounded like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember who that is. Was that Churdlers and those guys? Churdlies. Uh, I don't know who you're talking about now. You do. That's happened. Um, I'm kind of all over the place. We'll edit this down if we need to. Did I ever tell you that I went over to Aaron's and we watched the YouTube Creator Clash uh, boxing match? Oh, no. I've not heard about this. Yeah, they paid for it and everything, and we got food and got beer and sat out in his garage, us and the and the ladies, and we watched uh yeah, Creator Clash and okay. uh uh Aaron Hansen from Game Grumps had a match. Oh no way, that's awesome. Yeah, he his uh the first year he got his ass destroyed by the dude from Epic Mill Times, the really big bearded <laughs> oh, guy. Yeah. But Aaron hopped in to take the fight because the person who was supposed to fight backed out. So he got ready as quick as he could, went out, and just the size difference was hilarious. Yeah, no kidding. Like, just got his ass beat. (laughs) But he went out and had a fight uh, this time. And, uh, oh, he fought Jarvis, actually, that YouTuber. I I keep forgetting that. It's not that you're less in a YouTube. You just are in your own pocket of YouTube. I have my very niche pocket of YouTube that I rarely stray from. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of like up to date on most modern YouTube stuff, so okay. I kind of know when there's beef and drama. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was awesome, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure he broke broke the guy's fucking rib. Like Aaron out there getting it. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, um, and boy, am I. So most, you know me. You've been my friend for a long time. Yeah. So uh-huh. you know that I'm a I'm I'm a nerdy guy. You know, I like guy stuff, but I'm also still even nerdy about right. that, right? I got to think about, like, the intrinsic quality of a mm-hmm. baseball to enjoy baseball, Yeah, you know? Sure. Um, <laughs> I don't think you've seen me watch, like, a boxing match or, like, a hockey game. I, I don't think there is a different side of me that you don't see very much, whereas I do kind of turn into, like, a guy's guy. Okay, yeah, love that. <laughs> and I, I get, like, my accent comes out. So I start like getting weirdly Southern and I, you know, I get a little bit like vocal, the testosterone gets Mm -hmm. going, you know, it's like a totally different side of me, but boy, did I have fun watching YouTubers. I think it was YouTube. It was, it wasn't YouTubers versus TikTokers, but it was a combination of YouTubers and TikTokers that were fighting and boy, did I love them beating the shit out of each other dude i, I want to see that side of you so bad because i that you well you know me that side of me lives in me deeply um just a week or so ago i was in my hometown of wabash at driving a truck with a trailer attached to the back of it and i was like you know what 
I'm feeling some country music right now. So I put on my country music playlist that I have on Spotify and I just bawled out for like an hour and a half drive. Uh, I was like, yeah, dude, we're doing this. We're getting into it. Did you get a, did you get a little dip going? You get a little tuck? You get a little no, full skin tucker in there? I don't dip anymore, but this episode is brought to you by Zen. Uh <laughs> A little zinner, dude? I didn't know you were going to get some fucking Lonnie Zins, dude, in the morning. A little Zinbino going for the morning, dude? A little lip tuck? I'm, I'm learning a little bit. Yeah, you're getting there. I'm getting there. I, yeah, I was never into mouth to bed. Dude, I, I will admit, man, I remember I did one of those Zins, and Zin is a good word because that's how it felt. Zin! Yeah, pretty much. It's, uh, <laughs> Man, do you like dipping? And do you like cocaine? (laughs) Allow me to pronounce you a zinner, sir. Join the zinner circle and fucking pop this in your mouth. Uh, So yeah, long story short, I was I was feeling pretty uh, pretty manly, you know. Yeah, you see, you have country though. Yeah, and I don't really have country. I have more like white guy at a b-dubs at like friday 11 30 kind of vibe that's fair yeah fuck him up you know that's kind of that's kind of what comes out of me it's much much trashier yeah because country being country being kind of a country person and being trashy are different they're very similar though but there is a very wide middle part of that venn diagram yeah so it's Mm -hmm. very easy to fall dead in the middle (laughs) (laughs) which is you know mostly i i feel where i'm from but yeah, they both love Dale. So yep, praise Dale, <laughs> praise Dale, which I have, which has been worked into many an episode. I'm realizing I've, I've said Absolutely. that quite a bit. Right. Have you seen the meme? I'm sure you have. That's like I'm so conflicted about the wall because, like, I want him to build the wall, but also the wall's what killed Dale. <laughs> no, but that's amazing. <laughs> wall. We don't believe in walls. That's what took out Big Number Three, the Trinity. That was nuts, by the way. That was like the first snuff film I saw. I saw that live. <laughs> if you want to call it a snuff film. Yeah. I, yeah. No, it, it, I, you're telling me I was watching that I race. don't mean to make light of it, but yeah, I was pretty young when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember sitting there. I was watching the race with my mom and my stepdad and, <coughs> you know, Dale Jarrett's in like last. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so it's kind of on arbitrarily slams into the wall and it's just like oh okay well that was a bad wreck oh he must be hurt and then it was like oh he's dead yeah and mm-hmm. i remember my mom like kind of flipping out because dale hart jr you know he was he was running up to the car and people were like trying to like right. get away mm-hmm. like it was it's surprisingly violent yeah and, no kidding and yeah. i remember it was uh it was the m&m's car i don't know who was driving it but it was the m&m's car that kind of like pushed him into that wall and for a while there i boycotted m&m's I didn't eat them for a while, but I mean that's over. Like it was a quick phase. <laughs> just a just a quick uh, protest. Let's uh, who crashed? Because I think the car was number. Who crashed Dale Earnhardt Senior into the wall? Ken Schrader. Well, what? Who's who was driving what car? 
Well, I guess I could just look him up now. Ken <laughs> Schrader. Ken Schrader. I, I'm telling you, number 36, M&M car. I looked it up. 36, M&M <laughs> car. You found it quicker than I did. Oh, at one point in his life, he also drove for Little Debbie. Oh, I love this guy. <laughs> I think I kind of remember, but dude, that is still to this day my favorite part about NASCAR is those fucking sponsorships. Oh dude. my god, it's insane. Yeah, they're wild, dude. Um, Mar- Marlboro had a had a car like yeah. Was, oh, <laughs> I want to say Rusty Wallace. Uh, drove for Marlboro at one point. Um, who drove for Marlboro? See, let's get a no, not Formula One. <laughs> That's too cool. I'm uh, not a huge NASCAR fan, but I'm quickly realizing I'm becoming a Ken Schrader fan. He drove the M&M's car, the Little Debbie car, and the Kodiak wintergreen uh, toba- chewing tobacco car. So I'm like, I love this guy. Oh, he did. And I fucked with that car so hard. That car design was sick. Dude, those were the best. It was like tobacco companies had the coolest looking cars. Too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there was a, The Camel had a car. And yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. I definitely, <laughs> God, no wonder I fucking smoke now. It totally worked on me. <laughs> Do you know about Camel Bucks? Uh, no. Is it similar similar to like the Marlboro catalog program? 100%. <laughs> okay. You you would open up a pack of smokes. There'd be a little Camel Buck. My dad would give them to me and I'd collect them like I was this fucking bookie. <laughs> That's awesome. So I would, you know, get all his Camel Bucks out, count them all up for him. Be like, well, here, dad, here's your. Well, I don't know if you know, but Zen does that. I'm like a few points away from getting like a uh, like a nice Yeti cooler. I am blown away they fucking because they literally the government was like you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm blown away that they're well, but see the thing with Zen is it's to, it's advertised as tobaccoless, right? right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, no man. I my dad had the coolest camel shit. He had camel <laughs> ashtrays, camel lights. He had um this it was this little tin, okay? Mm-hmm. And you would hit the top. It would kind of like crack. It was a really weird design. It was like this collapsible lid. You'd hit the lid, take the lid off, pull it up, and it was like out of like Jurassic Park, this little thing would pop up and it was just this <laughs> thing that you could put cigarettes in. But there was a little tray at the bottom that would collect all the tobacco. So you can take the tobacco out apparently and then like roll your own camel cigarettes. <laughs> That's awesome. And shit like that. And then I inherited that and then I put candy cigarettes in it. Oh, sweet. Makes a lot of sense why I've smoked for about 10 years. So Yeah, it, for sure. Yeah, but <laughs> I still got some camel mugs downstairs, dude. Camel camel got shawag. My yeah. dad had like a camel windbreaker. <laughs> I remember it very vividly. Did you know the candy cigarette technology has actually come a long way in the past uh, since we were kids? Um, they make them now that they filled with this powdered sugar that when you blow into it, it smokes. Like a, a puff of smoke comes out the tip. 
No fucking way, <laughs> yeah, really? Dude, right. 100%. <laughs> I thought you were just fucking with me. No, That's... I am 100%. Yeah, because uh, Erica got her like aunt like those as like a gag gift for Christmas or something. It was some sort of inside joke. And they okay. were sitting there like, you know, chewing on them or whatever. And then all of a sudden just smoke comes out the end. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's wild, dude. I'm surprised they're allowed to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I remember my candy cigarettes that I was hooked on. It was the one with the horseshoe. Yeah, and, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't I think they were yeah. called Victory maybe. It had a okay. horse on it. Yeah, those were good. I fucked around with the cowboy ones for a little yeah. while, but you know, then I was on the one with the wagon. Um, but that was just too harsh. You know, yeah. I kind of had to scale it back. <laughs> Did you ever have any of the uh, beef jerky cans? <laughs> the can the, the, the yeah. cans of dips but with shredded beef jerky in it. Oh yeah, I do a little I do a little tucker in there. Put a little dip, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a little, a little yeah. jerky. <laughs> Eli, why are you spinning so much? No do reason. A whole, do a whole horseshoe at a time. <laughs> uh you know, kids uh yeah, horseshoe. <laughs> uh kids uh you know, I had a couple friends that got into the gum cigars and they just uh, went down a yeah. dark path. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Do you remember the little uh, juice bottles that had they you would you would get them out of the package and it had that really weird like fucking VU design top where you would it was all plastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. there was those and they hurt to even drink cuz you're like Ooh. trying to suck the juice out and it gets like stuck on your tongue and you're like, "Yeah." Oh. Um they had one where it would be one flavor and they would come with a little pill. And you would put the pill in, Whoa. and it would like and explode into like two flavors. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, there was a kid on my street. He started, you know, hoarding all the little pills and started Ooh. snorting them, and just you know, he was never the same. <laughs> he, was never the same right? <laughs> he got he got started off smoking, you know, the little uh, the little uh, sweet tarts. You know, he'd crash Ooh. those up and freebase some sweet tarts. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got a hold of those juices, man. Those little flavor pills, and it was just downhill for him. Just downhill. <laughs> yeah, um, he um he does he does heroin now. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So. <laughs> we should get back on topic. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait. What are we doing? Sorry, I blacked out for ten minutes. <laughs> Mitch, we're doing a music podcast. What are we yeah, talking about? We are. Oh. Wait, we need a we need a drink. Yeah, so uh, you already know what it is, but um, I picked out this neon beer hug ah. from Goose Island. Um, I have no idea what kind of beer it is. Um, it just says ten thousand volts of flavor, so I'm pretty excited about that. Whoa. <laughs> the most the most cool amount of volts that could ever exist. Ten oh, thousand, sure. <laughs> ten thousand, baby. That is the coolest volts can be. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going to pour it. You want to, you want to take over what you got? Oh yeah. So I do have a repeat here. I've had this before, but I did get the Rheingeist tea. Ooh, that's very good. It's a very nice day outside. I got the windows open. It's that kind of day. I just wanted some nice light tea after I I will admit my beer, bear hug beer. I don't know if, Ah! (laughs) excuse me. I don't know if I really liked it all that much. It was just really heavy. I don't. Yeah. It didn't have any nice flavors. Um, but this it will be a, a nice refresher. I totally. Yeah, that is very light and refreshing. Um, yeah, they had the uh, the hazy beer hug, uh, and I did not go down that rabbit hole because I I don't like I don't I don't fuck with hazy IPAs. 
Oh, okay. Maybe that's a lesson I need to learn. Well, how's this one? Because it looks like it's just a normal IPA. Is the one this is got. just a normal IPA. Um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. There's there's really nothing in there to, to write home about. That's kind of how mine was. It, it, it's like it wasn't a bad beer. It's just there was nothing. Oh, and we're talking about last episode, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, there just wasn't nothing. It wasn't anything fun. There wasn't anything good about it. Because I almost will be happier with a bad beer because then I get to like drink it all the way and just be yeah. like, why do I fucking hate this? This is mm-hmm. weird. Who likes this? You know, I get right. to I get to do that for twenty minutes while I drink the beer. <laughs> but it, when it's boring, that just sucks because there's nothing to you know talk about. There's nothing to care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it reminds me of one of the first like IPAs that I like kind of got into. Um, in in that it's uh, you can definitely tell it's an IPA, but also like there's not enough flavor to like enjoy. Um, it tastes kind of similar to like the if you go to Walmart, pretty much their IP, IPA selection is going to be like Sierra Nevada. Right. Um, this reminds me very much of like a Walmart IPA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You buy it because you don't want to. You don't want to buy like shit cheap beers. So you're like, well, yeah. I'll buy this, and then you take it home and you realize it's just totally forgettable beer. Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, did you know that Walmart owns like bought out a whole bunch of craft breweries to sell under their like to only sell at Walmart? Oh, to wow, basically really? try to fool people into 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 like thinking they're supporting like local companies like yeah. small batch breweries. They're very much not small batch. Like, <laughs> well, and if you buy them out, you're not supporting them. You bought them. You now right. own it. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, right. I wouldn't really call that support. Yeah. Uh, but no, I didn't know that. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, they're like, come down to Walmart, buy a gun, buy a bowling ball. And get some uh, get some craft beer. <laughs> right. uh, okay, so um, oh, how was your Rheingeist, by the way? Oh, uh, yeah, I only had one <laughs> thing to say, just because this is a repeat, but it, it is non-carbonated. But the mm-hmm. tea is really kind of good because it kind of tickles my tongue. Yeah. So, I honestly, these are better than twisted teas. I'd fucking destroy these. Yeah. And look, don't get me wrong. I like to twist the tea. I'm I'm a twisted tea man, but this is like good tea. I would like to just have the tea out of this. Actually, <laughs> I would be curious because it does. It kind of tickles my tongue. It's it says it's not carbonated, so I guess it's not. But it the tea is so good, and the alcohol and the lemon make it feel carbonated because it ah tickles. yeah. So it is actually really good. I would like to try some of the other tea flavors. I know they have some. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds good. While you were talking about this, I'm a huge Twisted Tea fan. My only complaint that it is so sugary mm. that you know you can you can feel it on your teeth. Um, yeah, you'll get sick, man. You crush twelve yeah. of those. You're yeah. yeah. You, you got the diabetes. <laughs> I almost bought one last night. I saw at the liquor store they had a they have an I think it's a new flavor. I think they have a uh, a pineapple Twisted Tea now. Oh fuck! Let's uh, go, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. God. <laughs> All right. Next time we hang out, we're getting twisted teas. We're getting a whole a whole case. Yeah. Yeah. Just a twenty-four pack, pack twisted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's uh, before we get into the main topic, I have like a little subtopic I've been dying to, dying to talk to you about. Um, if that's okay. Yeah. Hit me. Have what you ever? <laughs> when I say the words novelty guitar pedals. Anything come to mind? Do you have any idea where I'm going with this? Yes. Well, I I have in my brain, I think of in the early 2000s when a company like Digitech would be like, 
hey, you want the grunge pedal? (laughs) Not grungy enough? Extreme grunge. That's what I think of. They have the the grunge pedal, the metal pedal, the... The bad monkey pedal. Bad monkey pedal, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. just just making kind of goofy ass shit. I always considered those pedals to be novelty pedals. I never considered them to be real effects pedals. Sure. Yeah. I mean I get you there, but I have been going down the rabbit hole of it. Dude, like next time you're bored, go on Etsy and search for like custom guitar pedal. Oh. Like you like not even like pedal company. <laughs> I, I don't even know how this started. Basically, I think it started because um this company called this legit, you know, pedal company uh, called Emerson. They make a couple what I am calling novelty guitar pedals. There is a, they have a pedal called the Golden Face pedal, which is a golden overdrive pedal that's uh, basically a Klon uh, ripoff, Klon clone. Uh-oh. And the Klon, if you're familiar with the Klon Centaur, it's basically this transparent overdrive pedal that has a like Centaur on it, and it's golden, and it sounds amazing. It's like a it, like it's a three thousand dollar pedal now if you can find one because there were only so many made but basically a bunch of companies are trying to basically like emulate that pedal and um emerson their version of it is called the golden face and it has a picture of jim from the office dressed up in his his, like golden face character from threat level midnight okay so now i know what you're talking about yes i definitely have seen a lot of these so they did one of those and then they also did same company did a duke silver compressor pedal that has just ron swanson on it but he's got his fedora on his duke silver fedora so i was like this is kind of a weird idea like you know you and i both like guitar pedals um i actually i I told you i recently kind of like sold most of my guitar pedals because i'm not using them much anymore but i was thinking like man if i get into guitar pedals again I'm not going to give a shit about how they sound like. <laughs> I just want them to all be novelties. So I was right. looking on Etsy for like, okay, what does Etsy have? Um, I found just the craziest shit. Okay. <laughs> there is a company out there called Idiot Box um, that sells pedals on Etsy. They have they have a Ron Swanson one that's basically just a fuzz pedal. They have a Klon style overdrive pedal called the Hauntan. <laughs> And so how I'm, you know, how I mentioned earlier, the Klon Overdrive is like a Centaur logo. What they did was it's a Centaur, but the upper half is Han Solo and the bottom half is a Tauntaun. Oh, (laughs) that there is somebody who is a fucking Star Wars nerd (laughs) who works in that office. That is hilarious. And I, 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 you're gonna buy it. Like, sorry, you're gonna. I like as soon. I knew as soon as I told you about its existence, like, you were gonna own one. Yep, <laughs> so. yep. I need it. I don't care if it does nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah, I totally see what you're saying. That's it. Instead of making a pedal board that sounds good, I want a pedal board that looks good, baby. Absolutely. The more puns, yeah. TV show references, the better. Um, yeah. And basically, what these companies are doing is they're buying these. Like, there's a there's a website out there where you can buy these build your own kits to build your own like guitar pedal they're uh, like and all you have to do is like solder everything together and put it in a box that's essentially what they're doing they're they're basically taking like that's the equivalent a of a behringer or boss overdrive pedal for example and they're putting it in a box but they're having a cool design on it i found a whole slew of always sunny guitar pedals <laughs> check this out there is a Dayman delay pedal. There's a there's a Golden God transparent overdrive again the golden thing. Okay. There's a Nightman tremolo. 
There's a Nightcrawler's fuzz pedal. There's a Seinfeld pedal. It's called the Art Van Delay pedal. How fucking brilliant, dude. Wow. <laughs> I know I know you're not a huge Seinfeld guy, but Art Van Delay is like a recurring made-up character. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I okay. vaguely remember. I've I grew up with it. I've seen it. So, and then so so that's the first subset of like novelty pedals. And then the second is just complete like DIY chaos. We're going to buy these clone like build your own clone kits and put it in something completely random instead of like a guitar pedal box they're putting them in here's just a few i found on etsy a can of green chilies (laughs) a can of tomato sauce uh, a can of spam Uh, a Game Boy. That was like, I okay, so I f- first heard That's about sick. this a few years ago. Um, there was this this, ped- this pedal company selling stuff on Reverb for like, they were selling a fuzz pedal for $300. And basically what they did is they took an old Game Boy and put a fuzz pedal inside of it. And that actually, I don't know if I, I told you this, I actually tried to b- do my own version of that. And it worked terribly because I'm not very good at soldering. It... <laughs> It worked for about a week, and then it stopped working, and I couldn't figure out why, so I threw it away. Um, <laughs> Wait, you tried to put it into a Game Boy? Yeah, I bought like a Game Boy casing off of eBay for wow. super cheap. I was like, I'm going to try to build one. I'm not spending $300. I want to see how if I can do this. Yeah, no, fair, <laughs> fair. It didn't work out, but um, man, I just the, the 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 options out there are crazy, and I wanted to talk to you about this because I know you're an innovator. You have kind of this, um, you know, th- this business. It's awfully nice uh, of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's one one word I've never heard describe me. <laughs> but okay, all right, I'll thank you. You have this kind of business sense. Uh, so we've talked about our, our previous business venture that hasn't really taken off is the uh, the, the Rock uh, Candle Company. Oh, yeah. So I think this could be like our next our next big thing, man. Like we could start building guitar pedals, but just making them wacky as shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I have some ideas already. I could tell what are you. Your, what, what are ideas? Yeah, The so, all right, already. Already first up, Fortnite pedal. Oh. <laughs> the reason I say that is because the gaming scene, because the and, and I'm thinking about it because of the Game Boy thing, because I would be a sucker for that. It's like, yeah. hey, you remember the Sega Dreamcast? Well, it's a fucking guitar pedal. And it's like, yep, I don't care how I much it that. is. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know what the pedal does? <laughs> no. Not really. I just want it. Um, so I was thinking we'll make a Fortnite pedal. But what we'll do is a big thing in gaming, pretty much any gaming scene, you got to have LEDs. And what I want ah, to see, yeah. and I have not fucking seen it, is a guitar pedal that actually has LEDs coming off the pedal. I think the next step for guitarists and pedal boards is those things having fucking massive LEDs. Yeah. And just being like fucking insane. And Fortnite would be the funniest video game, I think, to do. Because uh, what would be a so so Fortnite reverb reverb because Fortnite is a battle royale so it's a you know a big open map and you run through all these valleys and you you know you build the shit you shoot the people yeah. and everybody fights out <laughs> until there's one left so I think ooh I think a reverb delay pedal would make the most ah, sense for Fortnite that's cool <laughs> because you want to have like a big open reverb like a hall reverb. And then I think you should have a delay, but I think it should be niche to 
the the victory royale, somebody winning one one left standing in a game of Fortnite. So it should only be a one note repeat. So it only ever repeats one note. Yeah, okay. But you could change the speed that the note repeats. Okay. To like an insane degree. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think you should be able to be like, like literally like a minute long. So like you could hit a note a minute later, the note will pop up <laughs> all the way down to the, the fraction of time is so small. It sounds like one note. That's awesome. That would be I my, love that idea. It, we would call it the Fortnite reverb slash delay pedal. And it would be bright purple, purple LEDs that illuminate mm-hmm. clear knobs LEDs in the pedal, so the knobs, the light goes through the knobs. Yeah, you know what okay. I'm saying? Give it like three knobs, nothing crazy, like volume, reverb, delay. That's it. Yeah. Make it one type of reverb, one type of delay. I could sit in a room and give you about 50 of these. <laughs> right. So if- well, so that begs the question. When you said you could change the change the delay time to a full 60 seconds, um, that's kind of useless. And w- actually, another subset of Correct. novelty <laughs> guitar pedals is useless pedals. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> there's a pedal out there called the fart pedal. It just turns your guitar tone into fart sounds. That's that hilarious. exists. That's so good, dude. That's so... Well, I I think my favorite <laughs> example of that is the um the anime singer, the Korg Miku. Yes. Yeah, the Korg Miku. <laughs> That's yeah, cuz it sounds god awful. It's right. it's not musical, <laughs> but man is it funny. Yeah. <laughs> love that well i just wanted to give you something to chew on maybe for our next uh our joint business venture maybe we could start something like that yeah 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 no <laughs> i had a, a punk rock candles same idea i could give you 50 of those well you kind of help a lot you're really good at coming up with the puns <laughs> but if we sat down in a room we'd give you 50 candle ideas for sure you just have to learn how to make candles uh which apparently i'm slightly unwilling to do at this moment in my life yeah but same. i'm not yeah. i'm not getting rid of it yet <laughs> Um, what's another one we could do? Game of Thrones. Wait, wait, wait. No, sorry. Let let me, let me get into your world. Let me get into your world a little bit. Sopranos. Oh, I'm already on board. (laughs) Sopranos guitar pedal. Oh, what's a good effect for Sopranos? I kind of I'm I'm kind of going tremolo because it kind of sounds Italian. I was actually kind of thinking that. I don't know if it's because of like the Quentin Tarantino surf rock thing, but I think tremolo would be great. What if we got wonkier with it and did a rotary speaker pedal? Oh, okay. So so we kind of skip over um the the tremolo and go a little bit farther. Yeah. Let's do a rotary style pedal, but with a phase. I love it. I love I it. I don't know how if that would even sound good. Here's <laughs> why. Because Tony Soprano, very complicated man, right? Mm-hmm. His whole character is built around that idea of conflict, of mm-hmm. he has a lot of like self hatred, self loathing, but also, you know, he thinks he's doing the right thing, but there's this conflict and he wants to leave, but not leave. You know, it's all centered around his turmoil yeah. as a character mm-hmm. and the complications <laughs> of it. So let's do two effects you never see together, a rotary speaker effect and a phase effect. Let's do that, okay? Okay, I like it. But 
but we're going to call the pedal Gabagool. <laughs> yes. I was I was hoping you would say that. It's going to be it. the Gabagool Sopranos rotary speaker phaser pedal. Okay. <laughs> Everything's going to be black. Even the yes. font. <laughs> All right. Just totally black font. <laughs> and then like the Sopranos logo just in the middle of the pedal. Okay. Sick. I love it. I, I I thought of one more. Okay. All right. What do you <laughs> So Polly, one of my favorite characters, Polly, the guy with the silver hair, mm. his uh the silver streak. Um, his nickname is Polly Walnuts. Walnuts. I was gonna Polly, say chestnuts. <laughs> Polly Walnuts. A Wawa pedal. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I don't hate that at all. Oh fuck. That would be a really cool okay, so you do the pedal, you get a great you know. It, Actually, a wah pedal I haven't seen is a, is gray. They don't use gray a lot. They True. do black, uh, maybe like a color. Um, Digitex likes to dabble with like, you know, red. They do a lot of those yeah. pedals like red. Do his hair color as the pedal, but then do down the, the actual <laughs> foot part of the pedal, do his silver streak down the <laughs> <Yes>. pedal. <laughs> and then uh, walnuts. Oh, you know what you could do is you could call it, what, what's his name? Polly, Polly Walnuts. Yeah, it could be like the Polly. You could even you could uh, Nutcracker. You could throw Nutcracker in there because it's kind of like a Nutcracker. You know what I'm saying? You got that oh, movement. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, you could do like a now. What kind of wall is it? An envelope filter wall? Is it a screaming wall? Like what? It's a, I feel like it's a screaming wall. Yeah, like a you know, it's, it's a heavy wall. It's a, it's a heavy. It's wah, a solo yeah. lead. <laughs> Mitch, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. If we had a guitar pedal company and this is all we did. It's a fucking dream come true for That me, would be a dream job. Just you and me in a room just like, what do we like? What do we like? <laughs> now, I do remember that this is, is this might be a tale old as time because I remember my buddy James, who is no longer with us. We were in high school. We had a, we had, I in high school, I was not good at math. And I think... I'm not good at math, even though I graduated college from a college of science and mathematics. <laughs> I think I was good at science. I wasn't good at math. But anyways, we were in a pretty lowbrow math class. It was like <laughs> geometry one, which is like, here's the parallelogram. Like, Whoa. Slow down, teach. <laughs> um, but we were we got joking one day because we were in a band and all that. And we were talking about guitar pedals. And James goes, what if you made a wah pedal that sounded like a turkey? And I was like, James, what would that possibly sound like? And he went like, I don't know, like you're playing. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) and then we laughed our balls off. And they were like, dude, we got to make the turkey wah pedal. And we just had this vision of like a Metallica solo, but instead of it being like, wow, wow, it's like, <laughs> it's like a turkey. And, it, and the whole idea was it sounds like you're stepping on a turkey continuously. That would be amazing. And we're like, uh, that, that, that sounds like a good idea, man. Yeah, for sure. Because it's just out of nowhere. He was like, you know how Hendrix is famous for his wall and Kirk Hammett's famous for his wall? I want to be famous for a wall. Let's make a turkey <laughs> wall pedal. What is that? But actually, and to James' credit, what he said was, wouldn't it be cool if you could take the turkey call sound and distill that down into a guitar pedal? 
which actually now everything we're talking about, I'm like, that's kind of fucking genius because what if you could (laughs) do that? What would that sound like? Because a wah sound kind of sounds like a bird call. Yeah. The wah, (laughs) that, that, that filter effect. That's kind of a, kind of a bird call sound, right? Yeah. I don't think it's this Absolutely, I think so. (laughs) Well, Mitch, you're totally right. I'm super into this. I got like 20 more right now. Really good idea. I, All right, I, yeah, give me your uh, give me your top 50. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll talk next week. We'll take this offline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Good stuff. You could do... Anywho. Yeah, sorry. See, I'm still thinking about it. You know You're what I mean? still this thinking is, about it. I'm just having fun. My brain's just going. <laughs> like, what if we did, like, a lunch meat pedal for the Sopranos, and it was, like, oh. a squishy... Uh, what's that sound that gets almost farty? If you really crank it all the way, like a, is it fuzz? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm having, oh, I'm having trouble remembering. It, There's it, like an octave fuzz that could get kind of fuzzy, that could get kind of farty. Okay. I want to say it's kind of like the, maybe it is a wah if you just like turn it up all the way with a super hot. No, that's not it. Okay. We'll cut some of this. Sorry, I just—I <laughs> have a very specific sound in mind, dude. Huh? <laughs> I can't think of it. It's like a squishy. Oh, it's that battery drain sound. Oh when yeah, you... variac. Yeah, the variac yeah. sound. If you really go that hard, it just sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we could do a lunch meat pedal for the Sopranos, where like. <laughs> Each knob is a different type of lunch meat. So it's like the gabagool, the pastrami, yeah. and then like pepperoni or something. And it, it gives you a different variatric battery drain sound. That's amazing. I like that idea. Yeah. I'm so good at this, dude. <laughs> Apparently that variac sound is uh, the, the brown sound. When people talk about Van Halen's brown sound, uh, that's basically just him using like almost dead 9-volt batteries and just mm. cranking his amp all the way up. That's it. <laughs> have you ever drained a battery in a guitar pedal to see what that was uh no i can't say i have i did it it was wildly disappointing okay <laughs> because what's so cool about pedals that build that in is you can turn it up and turn it down <laughs> when yeah, exactly, you just yeah. plug in a guitar pedal for 12 hours <laughs> at your grandparents house and you're just like come on <laughs> and then it finally gets yeah. there and you take it home and you plug it in i'm like oh i want to have my new breakthrough sound right. it just sounds like garbage <laughs> right. like shit it drained too much <laughs> try again yeah. tomorrow it happens yeah <laughs> all right so here we are we're back Apparently, we're talking about guitar pedals for way too long. <laughs> what, what is it about guitar pedals that... Because not every guitarist really fucks with pedals, but the one, mm-hmm. you know, a majority of us do. What about it with guitar pedals is so interesting? Like, why would there be this multi-million dollar industry for guitar pedals that are i i don't want to say overpriced because i know the amount of work and and testing that goes into these pedals but there's that market and then there's that you know the other market that you're talking about these weird quirky almost (laughs) like you know hey we made a 
a Scooby-Doo pedal and it's made out of a lunchbox <laughs> and you know like it, there's it's it's weird it's like this weird element of guitar that the person who doesn't understand guitar wouldn't know anything about but why are guitar is so obsessed with it yeah, I mean, like, if you think about, like, dude, the Klon Centaur and the Dumble are, they, if you, if you are not, like, if you haven't done the research on those, you absolutely should. They're the most interesting mythical pedals, and the, the, the Dumble is an amp that this one dude made about 30 amps in his entire life, and the amps were used by Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, the dude from Toto, John Mayer ended up buying one, and there are only, like, 30 Dumble amps in existence, and now it's as much as is like it's it's as much as a house if you want to buy a dumble it's going to be a hundred hundred fifty thousand dollars um if you want to buy an original clon centaur pretty much the same thing they were so limited and they only made a few of them that just sounded so fucking good in the right hands right. and that's what i think is you know <laughs> like if you if i have a clon centaur three thousand dollar pedal in front of me it's not going to sound like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. It's not going to sound like John Mayer. But people will spend a lot of money to try to sound like the artists that they that they want, man. I like like I've told you before, I'm a huge fan of Josh Homme's guitar tone. I've done a bunch of research about well, what pedals does he use and you know, what amp does he use because if I can emulate that, uh, I would just be thrilled. Because I tell you, I I kind of remember like the first time I played a pedal. Uh, the Electro Harmonic Soul Food was an overdrive pedal, and it was pretty much the first pedal wow. that I fucked with. Yeah, that's a, and, that's uh, a really good starter <laughs> pedal. That's a great pedal that I've always wanted. I love it because it's basically a Klon Centaur, you know, clone right. for a hundred bucks. Um, and you know, I remember what it did to my amp. I just was playing. I was playing pretty basic shit. I was playing like boring bar chords, but what it did the way it hit my amp and over you pushed it a little bit harder it just felt bad ass right. and i was like oh i can never be the same <laughs> I can, I, yeah yeah uh one of the first pedals i had was the lion the lion distortion pedal made by washburn Okay, I didn't even know they made pedals. Well, <laughs> i probably don't now, but they did and i had <laughs> right. one. It was the silver pedal um you know, three knobs at the top. It was a pretty standard distortion pedal. But what actually what I really enjoyed about that pedal is if you turned it down, it actually had a pretty decent crunch. But as you turned it up, it turned into a fuzz pedal. Mm -hmm. um, you had to turn the bass up to get it to round out. But if you didn't turn the bass up, you got this weird trebly like mud honey sound. Like, you know, that yeah. touch me, I'm sick sound that just mm -hmm. that crunchy, fuzzy, high gain, high treble sound. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. Mm -hmm. um, so it was actually, it's actually a pedal I weirdly miss. I kind of wish I still had it just to like dial in that wonky ass tone. Yeah. Um, but the first big boy pedal I fucked with was the Little Big Muff Pie. And when I yeah, got that and, sweet. and I started using that, the Little Big Muff Pie on a 50 watt tube amp <laughs> is wild because yeah. what's interesting about electro harmonics and pedals companies you know typically the pedal they start with is huge and then they find a way to complete the circuitry and shrink it down mm -hmm. so it's not taking up that much room on your pedal board it's a little bit cheaper and hey we're basically giving you the same thing it's only kind of true because what i've noticed especially with electro harmonics you go from the big muff pie to the little big muff pie the little big muff pie is kind of unruly it doesn't 
it doesn't always cooperate mm. with you. And I'm very Jack White in that sense. I kind of mm. like the things that you have to struggle with a little bit. Like you mm-hmm. can't get it perfect, so you kind of have to live with some stuff you don't like. Yeah. But then you have to take the stuff you don't like and make it work. And my mm. first experience with that was taking the little Big Muff Pie into a into a big tube amp. And yeah. it was wild sounding. Like just mm-hmm. absolutely fucking wild sounding. It's just weird that I think like we get so into it. And then there's guy like there's that blues guy, uh, Jared Nichols. I don't know. Have you ever yeah. seen that guy? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I know him. Blues yeah. player, loves Les He's great. Yeah, loves Les Paul. He'll play. He's s- got his own custom, like, gold, like, Epiphone Les Paul that looks badass. Yeah, and the dude will play Les Pauls with one one pickup, one, mm-hmm. one humbucker, one double coil pickup, which is really weird because that's not how Les Pauls were, you know, initially thought yeah. of. You know, they're supposed to have the two. That's the whole point. He'll play them with one straight into a tube amp nothing going on fucker doesn't play with a pick and you would (laughs) never know so it's just yeah it's just interesting how you know pedals are important to some and not others even jack white with all his punk rock minimalist aesthetic uses guitar pedals the digitech Mm -hmm. octave pedal is a main white stripes sound actually a main jack white sound he's used it on everything Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of interesting. It's like, I don't know, it's like we're obsessed with them, and then there's people that rebel <laughs> against it, but then they kind of also don't. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a couple different uh, like schools of thought. Basically, I've had this conversation before that this might be a, this is going to be a hot take. Um, probably one I've shared with you before. I wouldn't c- consider Jimi Hendrix one of the top five best guitarists of all time. I think the way he used his effects pedals um, were really genius for the time um he was a great guitar player don't get me wrong but also if you compare him to the likes of like stevie ray vaughn who rarely used effects pedals um i've always said distortion can cover a multitude of sins and that's what i like about guitar pedals is that if it sounds cool and if especially if you throw enough delay and overdrive on it you're not gonna hear when i fuck up (laughs) whereas if i plug a guitar directly into an amp every time i make a mistake that's gonna just be loud as day (laughs) true that's that's an interesting uh i i admittedly disagree I, I don't think that's completely accurate mm. of Hendrix. Um, I think Hendrix was the best blues guitarist to come from America since Robert Johnson. Okay. But that's just not the music he made. Yeah. That's that's my take on Hendrix. Like Hendrix was better than anybody, but he wasn't he wasn't that wasn't what he wanted to do. He wanted to experiment. He wanted to make weird yeah. sounds. And... Yeah, that's true. I guess I couldn't really compare the two because Hendrix like innovated the way that we play guitar, the way we look at guitar. Yes, he thought, you that's... know, I'm going to make these weird ass sounds. Like I always think about the first time I heard like um, him doing the national anthem. I'm like, oh, that sounds like fireworks. How did he make his guitar or bombs more accurately? How did yeah. he make his guitar sound like bombs? Um, whereas Stevie Ray Vaughan was just a technically great player. Um, yeah, and he was playing like Delta Texas blues, which is yeah. also even a different style of blues. But mm-hmm. also, yeah, no, his tone is... Uh, it's weird, man. It's like, I think that's why I fucking love guitar. It's just that anybody can pick it up. And yeah. I remember having a lot of cam- conversations with you early on. Like, there was a couple times like where I would be like, nobody 
can play the guitar like me. Like I'm my own guy. And you, and you would kind of be like, well, sure. <laughs> but I was like, well, no, you, you kind of have to approach guitar that way. You have to put yourself into it mm-hmm. if you really want to do something original. Um, and you know, believe it or not, like, I know you've stripped down your guitar stuff. Um, but you you grew as a guitarist exponentially to where like you would play guitar in a really kind of fascinating way for me. You weren't big on chords. You did a lot of single note <laughs> riffs, but they were <laughs> they were mathy and bluesy all to, you know you kind of it kind of sounded like if the Arctic Monkeys got really into the blues, that was kind of your vibe. Ooh, a lot of yeah. the time and and I but I fucking dug it like I thought it was cool but that's what's so interesting is everyone could pick up a guitar and the the biggest argument I hear is that the tone is in the fingers and I actually do 100% believe that I mean yeah mm-hmm. I know that tone like the wood of the guitar does matter it does do things it does affect stuff strings do the pedals do the amp does it all works together to get you somewhere Mm -hmm. but i think at the end of the day you put a guitar in like stevie ray vaughn's hands or the edges hands it's gonna sound like them whether Mm -hmm. it really suits their vibe you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. if you gave stevie ray vaughn a les paul i'm sure it would be really weird from him to fuck around Mm -hmm. with but i'm sure he could have and i'm sure after a while he would have been like oh there it is and it would have just sound like stevie ray vaughn and you wouldn't even yeah. question it. You know what I mean? And it's not even, uh, and, and aside from a guitar, I, I love when a musician, period, can do that. Like for drums, for example, yes. there are three drummers off the top of my head that if you play just the drum track, no other in- instruments, I can tell you who is playing. Those are uh, John Bonham, mm-hmm. uh, Meg White, and Questlove. They have such unique approaches to playing the drums that it's unmistakably them. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. Mine would be, uh, yeah, mine would be very similar. Mine would probably be John Bonham, Keith Moon. Oh yeah, and pro- probably Questlove. Yeah, I would I would include Questlove, but that would mm. be my three because like Bonham had a style, rock and jazz, but heavier on the rock. Keith Moon, mm-hmm. not in my opinion, not even a drummer. That right, I I think <laughs> Keith Moon is probably the best rock and roll drummer ever just because I don't think yeah. that dude was a drummer. He was just yeah. a guy <laughs> right. who happened to play drums in the who. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's fucking wild. He would, he would record drum tracks listening to only the vocals. That doesn't make any sense. That's not, that's crazy. That's not yeah. how he record drums. <laughs> So it, well, so I, I recently watched a video about Questlove's drumming, and um, it kind of like made me come to this conclusion, like why I think he's so great is because basically at the time, um, uh, you know Jay Dilla, um, mm-hmm. the producer songwriter, he used an Akai MPC three thousand at the time, and he was one of the first people to really learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that he always did that is just uh, peak Jay Dilla is nothing is quantized like everything is just a little bit too late or a little bit too soon and Questlove, when he heard you know jay dilla's music he was like i wonder if you can teach yourself to play drums like that right and then he did like (laughs) he his playing is all over the place but in the most musical jazzy way 
I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, no, you're totally right. I think there's even an interview of two where like he taught himself how to play just enough out of time to Ooh. give it a human feel without going too much out of time to make it right. wrong. But he would push himself, how far can I take like yeah. a drag beat and really fuck up the tempo of the song? Um, and I don't want to... S- I definitely would say we would not have the lo-fi hip-hop sound without Jay Dilla. I don't know if like Questlove is vital, but I think he's a part of it because when yeah, you totally. when you hear the roots, and that's also not to say that Questlove can't play perfectly in time. That's the mm-hmm. other thing. Yeah, is like he had a mastery over playing in time, and then experimented with well, how can I push and pull the tempo? Mm-hmm. And then you just see the roots be the roots, and it's just like this yeah. whole different level of like musicianship. Yeah, uh, which. Yeah, I don't know. It's other. It's otherworldly. It does. It does take really smart people to be able to do something like that. And then I feel right. like an idiot because I'm like, yeah, rock and roll. All right. Well, that's probably enough. We talked a lot about guitar pedals, so a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bonus take. So how are how are we going to transition into the normal episode? What do we do now here? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do we do? Just start it now? I can just start it. Yeah. yeah. I'll just... <laughs>